Welcome to the Getting to Clarity podcast, the place where busy women leaders discover how to create more success in their leadership journey with less sacrifice in their life. Here's your host, Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity. Hey, hello, and welcome back. I am Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity, and this is another episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast. This is the place for busy leaders or those who aspire to leadership to come to get the tips, tools, and techniques that they need to create more success in their leadership with less sacrifice in their life. And today we're talking about how do you practice self-care as a busy leader? So stay tuned. You know, self-care is something that should be non-negotiable, but it seems like we negotiate with it all of the time, or maybe we don't. We put it at the bottom of the list. We don't even bother. But especially as a person in leadership, this is about you being at your physical and mental best. Um, This is about you putting practices in care that reduce the risk of burnout and leads to you being a better, more fulfilled person in your leadership and your life, in the workplace and out of the workplace. So here's what I'd like to start with you today. Just play along with me a little bit. I want you to rate yourself on a scale between one and 10. One means that you have no self-care standards and essentially you are running yourself into the ground, okay? 10 on this scale means that you are exceedingly aware of your self-care and you consistently, keyword, make room for it to happen. Now, you're probably not a one, or at least I really hope you're not. Um, You're probably not a 10 either. You know, likely we float somewhere in the middle. You're somewhere in between and perhaps that's not where you want it to be. So let's see what we can do about that. And let's start with why self-care is essential for you and your professional life. Well, Self-care leads to better decision-making. You know, when you are at your best mentally and physically, you think differently. You're making better decisions. You're more productive. You have more energy. You can be more focused when you're at work and when you're at home. Um, Leaders who prioritize self-care, you know, you are setting a positive example for your team. And it's building better relationships with those teams, you know, with your colleagues, your coworkers, and clients too. Self-care fosters creativity. It reduces stress and it allows you to ma- remain resilient and focused. So by prioritizing self-care, you can ensure that you have the energy, the focus, and the resilience needed to succeed and lead effectively, no matter what it is that you're doing in your role, no matter how demanding it is. Now, self-care has a lot of benefits that go beyond the workplace too. So taking care of yourself helps to improve, of course, your physical body, your mental health, your spiritual well-being, but it leads to a more fun, fulfilling, and enjoyable life. Regular self-care tunes you into those things that are critical and important to you, and it increases your confidence, your self-esteem. It allows you to deal with challenges Um, with more positivity. You know, otherwise the things that happen in our life can lay us low. Sometimes it's difficult, but by prioritizing you, prioritizing your self-care, you get to lead a more balanced life. You get to feel more in control and have energy and focus that you need to enjoy the things that matter the most to you because it's not what matters to anybody else. 
It's about what matters most to you. You get to say. So what is self-care for you as a busy leader? Well, it is you being intentional. Again, another key word about prioritizing your physical, emotional, and mental well-being. And you do this with the aim of enhancing your ability to lead authentically with more energy and being more resilient to boot. Now, I can hear you thinking, as you are hearing me say this, how do I make time for self-care when so much is going on? I know there's, in one of my keynotes, I have an image of uh, a building and a door and there's a line of people, about 100 people long, waiting to get into this door. And I know that you feel like that sometimes. It's like everybody wants a piece of you. I know I feel that way too. It's like everybody's pulling for something. So how do you make time to take care of yourself when there's so many other people and so many other things that want your time? Well, making time for self-care is simple, but not easy. It can be challenging. So remember, this isn't optional for you. If you want to show up as your highest and best self as a leader, it is a critical component to your success. Okay, you are the automobile, your self-care is the gas um, that allows it to run. And it doesn't matter how shiny and high performing it is when you've got an empty tank, when you're not taking care of yourself, you don't go anywhere. So to make time for self-care, start by incorporating small, manageable practices into your daily routines. Maybe it's taking a quick walk at lunch, practicing uh, some sort of mindfulness uh, for a few minutes in the morning um, or in the evening, maybe before you go to bed. So to lead yourself and others, successful self-care is whatever you will consistently do. Not every once in a while, it's whatever you will consistently do. Um, For me, for mindfulness, I use the Insight Timer app and I just love it. Um, It makes it easy for me to do this. It tracks my progress. I don't have to figure out what I'm going to do. I just go in and find what resonates for me. So that might be something you wanna check out. So what you can do is start by scheduling it into your calendar. Setting aside dedicated time for activities like exercise or meditation. If you don't set it aside, if you don't carve it out, it won't happen. Then, you know, you can delegate. Delegate tasks, prioritize your workload, say no to non-essential commitments. Sometimes when we are an aspiring leader, we say yes to a whole lot that we don't have any business saying yes to. Um, It's not essential. So make sure that you're evaluating with that in mind. And, you know, by doing this, then you'll free up some time for more self-care. Now, it's important to prioritize rest and relaxation, making sleep a priority, making sure that you are in a sleep-conducive environment. So maybe it's taking your cell phone somewhere else, limiting TV time or screen time before you go to bed, just to make sure that your body is getting the signals that it needs to say, hey, it's time to rest. So also considering, you know, you doing this for yourself, you have an opportunity then to pay it forward and bringing this conversation into your workplace too, making it part of the dialogue for your teams, you know, walk the talk by encouraging active rest principles in the work uh, place, whether that's in the office at home or some sort of hybrid environment. So, you know, active rest is something that I've been reading more about lately, and it is a form of self-care but it involves engaging light physical activity during breaks, okay? So you take a break from work, and this can be something like stretching, going for a short walk, doing some simple exercises at your desk. Active rest is an effective way for you to manage stress and boost your energy. 
uh, and this is something that you can share with your colleagues, coworkers, your teams, um, by incorporating active rest and, and just that light activity, it also gets the blood flowing. So it's oxygenation to the brain. I mean, there's science behind this. Get This ties to increased focus and pro- productivity, you know, reducing mu- muscle tension. We sit at our desks for hours at a time. And I heard somebody say once that sitting is the new smoking. Have you heard that before? Sitting is the new smoking. So when we sit in these positions for extended period of times and we don't get up and move around, you know, we, we have... Our, our body protests. So with active rest principles in the workplace, it's fewer aches and pains. Yeah, I'll sign up for that. So here's my challenge to you. Let's look at this for 90 days. This is not forever, um, but for the next 90 days, let's see how you can improve that self-care rating that we did at the beginning. You know, if you're closer to the lower end, how can you get it up a notch or two, right? Take deliberate steps towards self-care. And ensure that you have the energy, the focus, the resilience needed to lead effectively and enjoy more success at work with less sacrifice in your life. So I hope that was helpful. Give me a shout back. Let me know how it's going. Let me know what you do for self-care. I'd love to hear from you. So leave a comment below and uh, make sure that you uh, subscribe and share the Getting the Clarity podcast. I'd appreciate it. I appreciate you. So here's wishing you all the clarity and self-care that you deserve. Take care and bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast with Debbie Peterson. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. To learn more about how you can create more success with less sacrifice in your leadership and life, visit gettingtoclaritypodcast.com.